Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday. Weekend is almost here. If you have any plans for this weekend, let me know in the comment section what those are, and I'll live vicariously through your much more interesting lives. So, woke up today, and it's just the world just seemed a little different. And I don't know if anyone can smell that or if they can taste it. That is the taste of vindication. Anthony Fauci lied under oath. It's something we've been making the argument for and providing the receipts and trying to prove for months. And now we finally have the receipts. HHS admits NIH Principal Director, Deputy Director Lawrence A. Tabak admits that Anthony Fauci lied and that the NIH did actually fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. So... (laughs) Fauci is able to lie multiple times. It wasn't just one time. We won't play all the times because we'd be here all day. But we are going to play the most important clip in a little bit, showing just how Fauci lied. But Fauci claimed that there categorically there was no funding going to the Wuhan Institute of Virology from the NIH for gain-of-function research. That was a lie. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Put on my screen. Here is from Zero Hedge. NIH admits gain of function COVID experiments gives EcoHealth five days to report the data. <laughs> five days. Five days to report the data. Unbelievable. We're in the middle of a, of, of a global pandemic that's been going on for almost two years, over a year and a half. And the NIH finally admits that not only was gain-of-function research taking place in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but the so-called EcoHealth Alliance was not properly reporting the findings. So this is something we can take that down. This is something that I tried to blow the whistle on from the very beginning. Something I tried to blow the whistle on from the very beginning. Gain-of-function research, in order to actually work the way that the Obama administration crafted the ban, it is kind of an honor system. As long as you say you're not intending to create super viruses, you're allowed to conduct the experiment. And it's under the honor system that if you accidentally do create super viruses, it's up to the the researchers to notify the government. No, it's the whole thing's a sham. The whole thing is a complete and total sham. They were funding gain-of-function research. And, and now they're saying, oh, well, we still don't have any evidence that, that it was involved in the creation of COVID-19. Piss off. You got caught in a major lie. Perjury. People got fact-checked over this, guys. People lost their Facebook pages, lost their Instagram accounts, got suspended, were maligned, were defamed. 
Their reputation was impugned. There were real damages caused by these lies. It's not just that he committed a felony. Perjury, generally, the statute. And it's not just that. It's that all the media, all the tech companies, all the fact checkers followed Elfana Shell Fauci. They followed him and they and they agreed to go along with his lie. It's incredible. It really is. So I, I want to play this because in order to understand where we are now, we have to know where we're coming from, where we came from, how we got here. And I've tried in the past to cut this up as much as I can, but you need to see the whole thing. This is the original. I, I, there might have been one or two, one before, but this is the big one where Anthony Fauci lied in his exchange with Rand Paul. And I want to play it because you have to see it. It's not, I can't just play the last bit where he says, where he says categorically there was no funding. You have to see the entire thing because it's lie after lie. They're compounding lies each one of them carrying a five-year prison sentence for perjury. So I want to play this clip. Mr. Bruce, let's go ahead and play cut number one. Do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. Microphone. Microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What was, let me finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans, you're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And, And Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Let's okay, you get NIH. one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition that you guys wrote. Couple lies there. He says, I have never lied. No, we, his original lie was a lie. His statement that I never lied was a lie. I mean, if we want to get technical, shouting that Rand Paul doesn't know anything he's talking about, it wouldn't count as perjury, but it's still also a lie. Let's go ahead and keep, keep going. We're, we're going to cut in and out as we count the Scientific lie. research that increases the transmissibility among mammals is gain of function. They took animal viruses that only occur in animals and they increased their transmissibility to humans. How you can say that is not gain of function. It is not. It's a dance and you're dancing around this because you're trying to obscure responsibility for four million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. And, and let's let send Dr. Fauci. I have to, well, now you're getting into something. If the point that you are making is that the, the, the grant that was funded as a subaward from EcoHealth to Wuhan created SARS-CoV-2. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can, from the lab, but all you, the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, you, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the right. lab, including yourself. I totally This committee resent, will allow the witness to respond. I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating, Senator, because if you look at the viruses that were used in the experiments that were given in the annual reports that were published in the literature, it is molecularly impossible. No one's saying those it, viruses it is, caused it. It no is, is molecularly. Those virus caused the pandemic. What I we're alleging it. is 
the gain of function research. Pause it, pause it, pause it. So he's saying that if you look at the annual reports, you can tell that SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, does not have any link to this research. The problem, as we'll get to when we read the admission letter from NIH, the problem is that they admit that the EcoHealth Alliance, the the subcontractor, the the subgrant awardee, whatever whatever the official language is, EcoHealth Alliance. Right? Remember Peter Dajic, that guy. EcoHealth Alliance wasn't reporting the findings. The Wuhan lab wasn't reporting the findings. So when you have an honor system where we say we're going to give you a bunch of money, but you're not allowed to use it to create super viruses, and the other side says, okay, we promise we'll let you know if we accidentally create super viruses. And then they don't notify them when they create super viruses. Fauci can sit there and, and actually with a straight face say, well, the reports don't show it. The reports don't show it because they'd have to be an idiot to report and admit that they created super viruses with our funding. It's incredible. Let's go back. Keep playing it. Going on in that lab and NIH funded it. That you is can't not get away from it. It meets your definition, and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. You are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists, those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result no in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function viruses because yeah, they were animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying, Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent and it could that. Have been. And if anybody and it could is have been. lying here, Senator, it is you. So Fauci, full of crap, Fauci, lying over and over and over again. There was there was gain of function research at the Wuhan lab. We funded it, and the reason that Fauci is able to technically say that with a straight face is because the other side didn't report it. They didn't report it on purpose. But as we've said from the beginning, body language doesn't lie. I mean, some people can can be very good at lying and can hide their 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 cues, their body language, their tells. Fauci, not so much. We've played this before, but I want to play it again. Watch his hand during this exchange. Does this look at the like the the, uh, the hand of a person who's telling the truth? Let's play cut number two. I mean, look at that. Listen, I'm no poker player, but that looks like a tell. That looks like a tell to me. So let's get into the new letter. Let's put, we're going to jump ahead to image number six. Image number six. This was a letter that was sent to, to uh, Congressman James Comer a Republican on the Committee on Oversight and Reform. And I want to read the entire letter because it makes some startling confessions. Comer has been pushing, just like Rand Paul has, for the truth. And here is the letter from the National Institute of Health. Dear Representative Comer, thank you for your continued interest in the work of NIH. I am writing today to provide additional information and documents regarding NIH's grant to EcoHealth Alliance, Inc. It is important to state at the outset 
that published genomic data demonstrate that the bat coronavirus is studied under the NIH grant to EcoHealth Alliance, Inc. and subawarb to the Wuhan Institute of Virology are not and could not have become SARS-CoV-2. Both the progress report and the analysis attached here again confirm that, that conclusion, as the sequences of the viruses are genetically very distant. The fifth and final progress report for Grant R01AI110964 awarded to EcoHealth Alliance, Inc. is attached with redactions only for personally identifiable information. This progress report was submitted to NIH in August 2021 in response to NIH's compliance enforcement efforts. It includes data from a research project conducted during the 2018-2019 grant period using bat coronavirus genome sequences already existing in nature. The limited experiment described in the final progress report provided by EcoHealth Alliance was testing if spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to the human ACE2 receptor in a mouse model. All the other aspects of the mice, including the immune system, remain unchanged. In this limited experiment, the laboratory mice infected with the SHC014WIV1 bat coronavirus became sicker than those infected with the WIV1 bat coronaviruses. As sometimes occurs in science, this was an unexpected result of the research, as opposed to something that the researchers set out to do. Regardless, the viruses being studied under this grant were genetically very distant from SARS-CoV-2. The research plan was reviewed by NIH in advance of funding, and NIH determined that it did not fit the definition of research involved in involving enhanced pathogens of pandemic potential, EPPP because these bat coronaviruses had not been shown to infect humans. As such, the research was not subject to departmental review under HHS P3CO framework. However, out of an abundance of caution and as an additional layer of oversight, language was included in the terms and conditions of the grant award to EcoHealth that outlined the criteria for a secondary review, such as a requirement that the grantee report immediately a one log increase in growth. Let's go ahead and go to the next image, image seven. Image seven. I, I just got to zoom in on my side. Um, image seven. Here we go. Uh, it's just, sorry, it's loading for me. I, I can't watch it on the screen. <laughs> it's it's too uh, blurry. Here we go. Measures would prompt a secondary review to determine whether the research aim should be reevaluated or a new biosafety measure should be enacted. EcoHealth failed to report this finding right away. As was required by the terms of the grant, EcoHealth is being notified that they have five days from today to submit to NIH any and all unpublished data from the experiments and work conducted under this award. Additional compliance efforts continue. The second document is a genetic analysis demonstrating that the naturally occurring bat coronaviruses used in experiments under NIH grants from 2014 to 2018 are decades removed from SARS-CoV-2 evolutionarily. The analysis compares the sequence relationships between, and they list all of the different ones. While it might appear that the similarity of RATG13 and BANAL52 bat coronaviruses to SARS-CoV-2 is close because it overlaps by 96 to 97%, experts agree that even these viruses are far too divergent to have been the progenitor of SARS-CoV-2. For comparison, today's human genome is 96% similar to our closest ancestor, the chimpanzee. Humans and chimpanzees are thought to have diverged approximately 6 million years ago. The analysis attached confirms that the bat coronaviruses studied under the EcoHealth Alliance grant could not have come been the source of the SARS-CoV-2 and the COVID-19 pandemic. So they're, they're, we can take that down. They are trying to now, they're admitting that they lied, admitting that they actually did fund research that studied coronaviruses and made them more deadly, more infectious. They admit that they lied, but then they say, 
Yeah, even though we just lied, believe us now when we say that this had nothing to do with COVID-19. SARS-CoV-2. Here is what we have been saying from the very beginning. When you send money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and you help the Wuhan Institute of Virology learn how to make viruses more infectious and more deadly in humans, the claim has, I mean, some people have said it's possible, but the claim has not primarily been that the award itself created COVID-19. The claim itself is that you funded and you helped teach and you helped teach the lab where Wuhan, the COVID-19 leaked from. I mean, that has been the ultimate claim. <laughs> I mean, the, the example, <laughs> it, it's just to say that, oh, well, the viruses are different. Therefore, there's nothing possibly linked. That's not how this works. If you teach them how to create a super virus and then they create a super virus, you are complicit in it. And they admit that they were doing research where they were creating super viruses and they weren't notifying the NIH as required under the grant award. This all gets really complicated, but at the, at the center of all of it, Anthony Fauci lied. He lied. He said categorically that no NIH funding went towards the creation of more deadly pandemic, potentially pandemic causing super viruses. He said, didn't happen. Except we know from Anthony Fauci, we know from Anthony Fauci that he was emailing frantically in the early days of the pandemic. He was emailing frantically in the early days of the pandemic asking, hey, hey, do we, do we build this thing? Do we fund this thing? Is our funding attached to this? And what you've seen over the past year and a half is Fauci used every possible loophole, technicality to basically jump through hoops to claim, nope, nope, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. And he always has the exception. He's, oh, well, well, maybe on the old definition, but we changed the definition of gain-of-function research. Therefore, it doesn't apply anymore, right? Or, or no, we, we never funded that. We funded this other one. He's always had an excuse. But what this letter shows is the excuses have run out. The excuses have run out. We have Tony Fauci dead to, dead to rights. Tony Fauci dead to rights on perjury charges. We're going to get into all of that in a second. I'm going to remind you first, this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family. Should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital, it costs a lot. I mean, anyone who's ever been taken to a hospital by ambulance, you know how expensive that is. You also know insurance won't cover it. Well, a helicopter is a lot more expensive. Don't let it bankrupt your family. Sign up with Air Med Care Network, link in our description. And when you when you do, using our link, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back. So it's going to cost $85 for one year. And then use our promo code, it's going to give you $50 back. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So I, I want to go through, we did this a while ago, but I want to I want to refresh everyone's memory and go through some of the parts of this grant that they're now claiming, um, oh yeah, we, we didn't know about. So if we go ahead, put up image number three, Mr. Producer, image number three. This is that part that they were referring to in the grant with the red little square. So the whole purpose of this grant was to identify, characterize, and rank spillover risk of high zoonotic potential viruses from wildlife. 
the building of chimeric SARS-like bat coronaviruses will be based on the SHC-014 or the pangolin coronavirus molecular clones, and the building of chimeric mares cove will be based on the HKU-5 strain. Prior to further altering the mutant viruses, you must provide NIAID with a detailed description of the pro proposed alterations and the supported evidence for the anti anticipated phenotypic characteristics of each virus. So, well, God break this down. A chimeric coronavirus is one that does not exist in nature. When you are creating a when you're working with a chimeric virus, that is a lab-made virus. That virus has been mutated, has been altered to the point where it no longer is recognizable when compared to what is in nature. So by the grant's own admission, NIH was sending money to pay for the Wuhan lab to train up and, and learn how to alter bat coronaviruses to make these chimeric viruses. It admits, just like it said in that letter I read, that before they can further alter these chimeric mutant, mutant viruses, that's what they call it, mutant viruses, they have to describe what the alterations would be and the anticipated results of their experiments. So that is, we know that they didn't do it. We know that EcoHealth Alliance and Wuhan Institute of Virology didn't do that. So they didn't comply with the terms of the grant. But it is beyond stupid, it is idiotic for NIH, NIAID, to send money for them to create super viruses and then leave them on the honor system. Like, here's the deal. When you send them the money, we don't know what they were doing off hours. We don't know what they were moonlighting as. We don't know what they're actually doing because they didn't, we can't trust the data. We can't trust the reports because they didn't file all the reports that they had to file. So right there, you can presume that they're hiding something. But for all we know, they're doing this experiment and then side by side, they're doing a secondary experiment. I mean, just think about this. They're like, oh, well, well, the virus, the virus that, that they were building with this grant, it's not the same virus as COVID-19. We've covered this on the show before that there are plenty of experts who have looked at the, the structure of COVID-19 and concluded that there are elements of it where they believe it was man-made or that there were the same kind of chimeric um, mutations that could not have been found in nature. Now, there's some experts who believe it's natural, but there's other ones who, who say, look at it, this is clear as day. This was made in a lab. We know that it leaked from the Wuhan lab. We know that. We know now that the Chinese government and, and started stocking up on PPE in Wuhan months before the news of the virus outbreak even, even uh, made the news, right? We know that they were stocking up on masks and personal protective equipment long earlier than anyone previously thought. We know that after the outbreak, cell service at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, like, like the cell phone pings, we can't tell what they were talking about, but it's actually very easy if, if you have the technology to determine whether or not there are active cell phones in buildings. We know that after the first hospitalization for COVID-19 in Wuhan, all of a sudden there were no longer any phones on at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It was cleared. They cleared the whole building. Well, if it came from a wet market, why would they have cleared the building 
of all of the experts who could have studied the wet market virus and potentially found a cure, right? If it didn't come from the building, there's no reason to clear the building after the first hospitalization. You clear the wet market. You don't clear the actual Institute of Virology that could study and potentially save lives. So we have all of this information, all of this evidence suggesting that came from the very lab that now NIH admits was conducting illegal mutation experiments on coronaviruses. And they say, oh, well, yeah, sure. The virus is 97% similar to the virus that's killing everyone now. But don't you know, you're 96% similar to a chimpanzee and, and humans diverged from chimpanzees six million years ago. Well, that's a natural divergence if you believe in that theory. I mean, technically, we have like 95, 96% of the DNA of a banana. <laughs> so, uh, but to say, I mean, th that's natural divergence. That that theory is that, oh, over time, it just accidentally happens. Every, every generation that's born, it's a little bit different than the generation before. Fine. But in lab conditions, in lab conditions where you can accelerate that timetable, because that's what this is all about. That's part of the reason why they use mice. Because mice breed very quickly, right? <laughs> you can have multiple generations of mice inside of like a week. That's one of the reasons that they use mice. So they can accelerate that timetable. So instead of waiting hundreds of thousands or millions of years for something to naturally occur in nature, they can put pressure on it in a lab environment and force it to mutate. I mean, that's the whole point. You're doing in a lab environment what it would take a long time to happen in nature. That's the whole point of their, I mean, they're just lying to you. The whole point of, of these experiments is to jump the gun. I mean, that's what they claim to jump the gun and, and to develop a way to combat these viruses the way we anticipate that they were naturally mutate. So if they mutate them in the lab, the way that they anticipate they will be mutated in nature, they can develop treatments for it before the natural outbreak occurs. So the whole point of this, the whole point of this is to accelerate that timetable. And they're lying. No, no, that has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it whatsoever. Let's go ahead and put up image four. Image four. Here's the here's what the the Chinese are promised to uh, forced to promise to do. No funds are provided, and no funds can be used to support gain of function research under the 2014 White House announcement. Per the letter dated, should any of the MERS-like or SARS-like chimeras generated under this grant show evidence of enhanced virus growth greater than one log over the parental backbone strain, you must stop all experiments with these viruses and provide the NIAID program officer and grant management specialists and Wuhan Institute of Virology Institutional Biosafety Committees with the relevant data and information related to these unanticipated outcomes. They didn't do that. So if they did not provide the evidence, we can also conclude, it's reasonable to conclude that they did not stop the experimentation. They kept going. They kept going. Zach mentioned in the comment section, must be a slow news day because <laughs> we've known about this for a while. No, the reason we're talking about this is the NIH has finally admitted what we've known forever. This is just a recap for anyone who hasn't been watching the podcast for months and months and months. So we know that they didn't actually comply with the terms. They didn't actually warn NIAID that this was happening and they didn't stop their experimentation. 
Let's go ahead and put up image number five. This is what's really scary. They admitted in their, in their application that there were no approved treatments for the viruses that they were mutating. They admitted that they were less certain whether these different immunotherapeutics, like the therapeutic human antibodies, would be effective against the distant strains of these chimeric viruses. They admitted that they were playing God. They admitted that they were creating viruses that had no known treatments. And that if it leaked, there would probably be no way to stop it. So we know that it did leak from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That much is certain. We know that it leaked, as I explained, plenty of, plenty of evidence. Chinese still won't let anyone in to actually prove it. All the all of the doctors have been disappeared. But we know it leaked. I mean, you have to be a, a fool to think to still think that the wet market theory is correct. We know it leaked there, and we know that it leaked from the same lab that was being funded by NID, funded and taught how to do this kind of experimentation. So what happens to Anthony Fauci? We, we played the clip at the, at the start of the show. Anthony Fauci categorically said there was no gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He was certain. No, no one is anyone ever truly certain? No. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know everything. You guys don't know everything. But when you say categorically, no. When you say it didn't happen, but it actually did, that's called perjury. When you say, when you call a, a sitting senator a liar and say he doesn't know what he's talking about when actually he's the only one there telling the truth that isn't necessarily perjurious but does make tony fauci a scumbag that's for sure let's go ahead and put on my screen mr producer this is the statute the statute for perjury generally section 1621 Go ahead, put up my screen so I can see. Here we go. Whoever, having taken an oath before a competent tribunal officer or person in any case in which a law of the United States authorizes an oath to be administered, that he will testify, declare, depose, or certify truly, or that any written testimony, declaration, deposition, or certificate by him subscribed is true, willfully and contrary to such oath states or subscribes any material matter which he does not believe to be true, or in any declaration, certificate, certificate, verification, or statement under penalty of perjury as permitted under Section 1746 of Title 28 of the U.S. Code, willfully subscribes as true any material matter which he does not believe to be true. He is guilty of perjury and shall, except as otherwise expressly provided by law, be fined in this title or in prison not more than five years or both. So that is perjury. Perjury generally, Section 1621. Given a false statement under oath that you know to be false, five years in prison for each one. You're going to take this down. Five years in prison for each one. So, so when, when does he check in to the prison? When, when's the prosecution? When are we going to see the indictments? Where, where are they? This, this man stood in front of the United States people and on multiple occasions over the course of months, delivered false testimony, false testimony, tried to cover it up 
not even going to talk about the Democrats who are literally trying to provide cover for him. This man lied. Not only that, but he illegally funded mutation research at a Chinese lab, knowing full well that it could lead to a pandemic. And the only safeguard in place was an honor system safeguard. The Chinese government is many things. Honorable is not one of them. And yet that was Fauci's safeguard. Where are the arrests? Where are the indictments? Where are the subpoenas? Don't hold your breath. Because when you lie on behalf of the establishment, when you lie on behalf of the deep state, nothing ever happens to you. When you commit perjury to advance the positions of the deep state or the establishment, nothing ever happens to you. Instead, Anthony Fauci got a documentary made about him. I mean, that, that's how crazy this is. That's how crazy this is. The House of Representatives is going to vote on whether to send Steve Bannon to prison because he doesn't want to testify about constitutionally protected activities, right? his right to protest. They want to send him to prison. They, they want to give Anthony Fauci an award. Like, what the hell? What the hell, people? We, we saw, remember Papadopoulos? He went to, to jail for lying to federal investigators. The lie that he told, among a couple of the other ones that they claimed were lies, was that he said he had never spoken to someone who was Russian. But the FBI concluded that he talked to someone with a with an Eastern European accent and it was sufficiently Russian sounding. So he should have known. I mean, they went after Trump associates, Trump aides for the slightest things. If they, if they got a little bit out of line, Michael Flynn. Look what they did to him. So where is the Michael Flynn treatment for Anthony Fauci? Where? Where are the FBI goons going into his office, forcing him to answer questions? Where's the special prosecutor? Where's the congressional hearing? All you hear, the only people you hear from are Representative Comer and Rand Paul. Where is the justice for everyone who was fact-checked over the last two years by the so-called expert fact-checkers and had their livelihoods impact, had their reputations impugned? Where is the justice for them? I'm one of them. We were fact-checked on this. Anyone who went and watched some of our earlier videos about this were told that we were lying. Facebook delivered them a little, little thing underneath any of their posts saying this is not true. Where is the justice for us? And where is the justice for all of you? Because people who shared our video got banned too, got suspended too. You see... This is what happens when you build up an entire house of cards on a foundation of lies, right? And, and, and I mentioned this when we were talking about Eric Coomer a couple of days ago. And I mentioned that one of the problems with intelligent people, and Eric Coomer is clearly intelligent. You don't get a PhD in what, nuclear physics or whatever it is, uh, nuclear engineering. You don't get a PhD in nuclear engineering without being very smart. You don't get to, you don't get through medical school without being very smart. You don't get to be the head of the NIAID for four decades without being intelligent. Now there's a two, there's different kinds of intelligence. There's book smart and then there's, there's people smart, street smarts, right? Very clear that, that Fauci is book smart. You don't get to that position without knowing things. The problem with intelligent people 
Yes, as Zach said, it, oh, the lies always catch up to you. People think that they are so smart, they can just talk their way out of it. And probably their whole life, they get away with it. Right? I, I, I mean, I've done it before. We get out of you get out of things on a technicality. And the only reason you're not in trouble is because you know the technicalities. You've read the rule book in and out, and you get out of trouble. You start to create this notion in your head that, oh, I can talk my way out of anything. Oh, I'm smarter than everyone else in this room. Of course, I can just lie, but as long as I craft the words correctly, they can't get back to me, can't prove I lied, which is what you see Fauci doing over the past year and a half. Every one of his lies, they're carefully crafted words that technically probably would get him out of it. Because as we saw in that video, he says, none of the annual reports show that this was linked. That's what he said. But now NIH admits, NIH admits that they weren't even filing the reports. See what I mean? And that's the problem with very smart people. When they get put in the hot seat, when their reputations are on the line, when potentially criminal charges are on the line, they think they can talk their way out of it. And you can't. The truth always wins. The truth always wins. And what's crazy about this is I have no medical training whatsoever. It took me like all of 30 minutes when Fauci first said it to produce an entire podcast with all of the receipts showing that he's actually lying. Right? I, I'm, I don't have any expertise in, in medicine. I, I do now after the last year and a half. I mean, I've read more medical journal articles than I ever thought I ever would. I've read more into NIH like subgrant <laughs> text than I ever thought I would. But he it just shows just how easy it is for his lies to fall apart. It just shows you. And it, it's a type of arrogance. It's a, it's a type of hubris that never wins. You cannot lie your way out of something this big when you have hundreds of thousands of people dead around the globe from a virus that originated from a lab that you funded. You cannot lie your way out of that. And just think, all he had to do at the start of this, all he had to do at the start of this was say, yes, we funded research at the Wuhan lab that was very similar to what's going on now. And we're going to launch a full investigation. I promise. I promise that if it is concluded that they abuse their authority, that they, that they, that we miss something, we will make it right. That's all he had to say. But instead, what we got from Anthony Fauci is we didn't do anything wrong. We're the best. It also calls into serious doubt what we've already been talking about forever, which was that Fauci is full of crap. We know that. But if the person who caused the virus lies about that, why do you believe him when he says he knows how to fix it? There is no, there are, is no data to suggest that masking school children significantly prevents the spread of COVID-19. There is not a single study. Every study that they have done concludes that it has a negligible, if any, impact on the spread of COVID-19. And yet Anthony Fauci proclaimed that it must happen without evidence. Why, why did we believe him? Oh, because he covered up the fact that he caused the virus, so he was able to maintain his expertise. Instead, what we've done is we've put masks on children. We've sent children to school for going on two years where they haven't seen their, their, their 
friends' faces. They haven't seen their teacher's face. Do you know what kind of psychological damage that does to a young child? Not being able to see the, another person's face, not being able to learn social cues or facial expressions. Again, that's not something, it just shows it's the book smart versus the street smarts. Fauci's okay. Okay, well, they're going to go to school and they're going to learn what's in the books and they're going to be smart. But if they don't know how to be compassionate human beings, if they don't know how to, to make friends, right? If they don't know how to learn empathy, they might be book smart, but they're street dumb. They have no people skills. But that was never important to Fauci. Fauci didn't care about how, how child suicide rates skyrocketed. No, because it's worth it in his eyes to protect them from a virus that statistically, if you round down, 0% of kids die from. No. <laughs> we know that masking children does nothing. We also know that the vaccinating kids puts them at more risk than they would be from the virus. That's from the, the UK study that, we've been, that I've been pushing on the show for a while. We have to go to the UK for these results because the NIH, the FDA, and the CDC won't tell us. They won't tell us that vaccinating children creates more cases of myocarditis than prevents cases from going to the ICU for, with COVID. They won't tell you that. Instead, what we have from the Biden administration is they have a plan to, to quickly vaccinate tens of millions of kids. That's what they're calling it. The plan to quickly vaccinate tens of millions of kids. As soon as the FDA and the CDC come down and say, yep, it's approved for ages five and up, the White House's plan is to vaccinate tens of thousands of kids. And we were talking about this when we do one of our pre-show calls the other day, talking about why that would be. And there's lots of different theories for it. Lots, I mean, there, there's the evil theory of, the, of they don't just don't care. There's the money theory. I mean, when you buy half a billion coronavirus doses, uh, sorry, uh, COVID-19 vaccine doses, and you don't have half a billion people, right? <laughs> we have hundreds of millions more doses than people. They're not just going to let them sit in a warehouse. They, they want to use them. It's the whole when, you, when, when you're holding a hammer, everything looks like a nail. It's that kind of thing. But it can't just be that. It can't just be like, oh, we can't let them go bad. It can't just be like the money's burning a hole in their pocket. No, there's an evil bit to it, too. There's a, there's a tyrannical bit to it, too. But none of this is science. None of this is science. Joe Biden promised that he was going to control the virus. The only thing that he has actually done is try and control you. Go remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Our friends at Liberty Cigars, they're a Patriot-owned company, which is we love doing business with Patriot-owned companies. And their business is providing great quality cigars with, with a historical tilt to it. So when you go to libertycigars.com, you're going to find a bunch of different cigar collections. They have the, they have the Founder Series. They have the Commander Series. And each one's going to be historically themed. So you're going to be able to not only have a great smoke, but you're going to learn a little history. Give it as a gift to your, your, <laughs> your loved one. And, and it's going to be a great, great gift. So when you go to libertycigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, as a bonus, all purchases over $76 they're going to throw in a free Benedict Arnold cigar. Ah, Benedict Arnold cigar. You can give that to the traitorous liberal family member or friend in your life or just give it as a friend to a friend as a gift or smoke it yourself. It's a freebie. So again, go to libertycigars.com and then use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, to get a free cigar on all orders, 76 and up. 
Zach writes in the comment section, I watched the show for the ads. Yeah. You know, the ads keep this show on the air. <laughs> so we got we got to read them. So Fauci has to be prosecuted at this point. But it's the, it's this hubris, this hubris that we're talking about. He still believes he's above the law. He still believes he's above the law. Mr. Producer, I did send you two cut eights by accident. Let's play the first one that any attack on Anthony Fauci is an attack on science itself. Let's play that cut number eight. As attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. Sometimes those things were inconvenient truths for people. And there was pushback against me. So if you are trying to, you know, get at me as a public health official and a scientist, you're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. And anybody that looks at what's going on clearly sees that. You have to be asleep not to see that. That is what's going on. Science and the truth are being attacked. Now. I, I didn't think Fauci was a piece of crap until I, I realized just how much he was lying. Because before this, he was a faceless bureaucrat, right? Any bureaucrat who lies, we're going to oppose their lie on the basis that liars shouldn't have the power to ruin people's lives. Period. Now, he sees this as an attack on himself. And he says an attack on him is an attack on science itself. Well, we learned a couple weeks ago that the mandate that you stay six feet apart from one another was completely invented up, invented out of thin air. No one can actually trace where that came from. There were no studies behind it. There was no data supporting it. It was just someone said, hey, let's make sure people are six feet away. And they just ran with it. So when Fauci says everything he's ever said is based on the science, that is also a lie. And it's a provable lie because he cannot show us the existence of a single study at the time that the policy was enacted to support the notion that people have to be six feet apart from one another. He couldn't show a single study supporting masking, mandatory masking in schools. Couldn't do it. But yeah, attack on him is an attack on science itself. This next cut eight, Fauci says that misinformation is the enemy. Misinformation is the enemy, not him. It's misinformation. Let's play this cut. Did you ever expect that you would have, I guess, to compete with the likes of Tucker Carlson and, and Joe Rogan, uh, Dr. Fauci? And are their voices uh, more powerful uh, and, I guess, more widespread than uh, people like yourself, uh, other public health experts who are out there? And is that, isn't that part of the problem? Well, uh, Jim... Disinformation and misinformation is really a very serious issue when it comes to a public health issue like COVID-19, in which it is essential to get correct information out, both for people who are infected and who do need proper medication and proper care to foster things that are unproven right from the beginning has always been a problem. The best way to counter disinformation and misinformation is to try as best as we all can to get the proper and correct information out. But one of the enemies of public health is disinformation. And unfortunately, we do see that in some.
we are living through a complete, I mean, we are living through right now on every issue. One of the biggest examples of I told you so probably in world history, whether it comes with the election, whether it comes with Joe Biden would be a, a disastrous president, or it comes or it comes to this, the Fauci lies about the origins of COVID-19. This is the biggest example of I told you so ever. And sure enough, if you put up my screen, that's what Rand Paul is saying. Rand Paul is saying, told you so. Rand Paul hits back at critics after NIH admits to funding gain-of-function research. But I told you so isn't good enough. I told you so isn't good enough. Anthony Fauci needs to be locked up. Anthony Fauci needs to, at the very least, be fired. At the very least, be fired. If it's going to take a while to lock him up, fine. Get him the hell out of the position. He's been at, NI, he's been at the head of NIAID for over four decades. <laughs> like No one, like barely anyone alive, has even indirectly voted for the guy because he's been in office so long. You got to get him out. And that's going to be the topic of our facts blast later today, to get him the hell out of office. There are a number of bills that would do it. One of the bills would cut his pay down to $0 a year. The other bill would term limit him. As I said, he's been in office for 40 years. If you if you pass legislation that proclaims that the, the director of NIAID can serve no longer than 12 years, he is term limited. He would be forced out immediately. We have to do that because if we don't, he's just going to keep doing this to us. I mean, look right here. Go ahead. Go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Already, they're saying that a new infectious strain of the Delta variant has been detected in the United States. Ooh. So usually the different strains are giving different Greek letters, right? But they're not doing this here because they've already successfully made Americans fear the word Delta. I mean, if you want to see how crazy it is, when Delta Airlines released their actual uh, their their press release about forcing people to get vaccinated, they weren't able to call it the Delta virus. They had to actually refer to the full uh, scientific name. But they're not even saying it's a new strain. They're just saying, oh, uh, it's Delta Plus or it's <laughs> Super Delta. Oh, it's coming for you. Super Delta's coming. They will not stop. They will not stop until we force them to stop. They will not stop until we remove them from positions of power. We've said this for a while. We can take down my screen. We've said this for a while. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I didn't make that up. That's a famous saying. But we've seen it at work here. We've seen county-level health officials get a little bit of power, and all of a sudden, they're walking into restaurants and forcibly shutting them down. We saw what's happened in California with In-N-Out Burger. They shut down an In-N-Out Burger location in San Francisco because the employees wouldn't check people's medical records. It's one thing to be a bar and, and have and state law requires you to check IDs. Fine. It's an entirely different matter to have the fry cook standing out the door and deciding whether someone is sufficiently vaccinated to get a hamburger. It's a very different, very different thing. But we saw that in California where they, where they forced In-N-Out Burger to close for a couple of days. And In-N-Out Burger, which if you haven't had it, you definitely should. Interestingly enough, if you have it, check underneath the wrappers, check underneath the fry containers and the, uh, the cups. They usually have Bible verses written under it. The owners are, are, are Christians. They're devout Christians. 
So good on In-N-Out Burger. They're saying, listen, it's not our job to discriminate against people based on their vaccine vaccine status. We're not going to do that. We're not going to create an environment where people are discriminated against. And the crazy thing of all of this, <laughs> apparently it's unconstitutional to force people to show an ID, according to the left, unconstitutional to show people, force people to sh show an ID in order to vote, but it's not unconstitutional to force them to show an ID to eat a cheeseburger. That's how warped and twisted this has become. It's, it's insane. But you have to fight back. You have to stop this. Joe says just say no, but it, it, it's more than no. Just saying no, that's a defense thing, right? You have to go on offense. You have to remove the county health officials. When you, when you find a coroner in your county or in your state who is cooking the books and saying people died from COVID when they really didn't, you have to vote them the hell out. Most people, when they run for coroner, run unopposed. Well, lots of people don't know. It might be different in some states, but most of the time, you don't need to be a doctor to be the official coroner. Vote them out. Campaign against them. Vote out the county health officials. Vote out the state health officials. And yes, join our Facts campaign later today to take down Fauci because he we have him dead to rights. We have him absolutely dead to rights. He lied. He absolutely lied. Going to remind everyone, this podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. If you go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21, CD21, you're going to get up to 66% off your order. It's the best promo code that they have available. So head over there, get your Christmas shopping done early, or just treat yourself. I don't know whether it's a bones or a no bones day today, but treat yourself with a nice new pillow. I'm probably going to order mine more because every time I try and, and go to bed, my wife has already stolen all of my good pillows. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code CD21, and stock up on pillows and other great products at MyPillow.com. Also, um, do we, Ms. Bruce, do we have the, sh the shorter video for the, uh, for the reawakening? Yeah, we do. Okay, let's go ahead and play that. Re the reawakening, a new documentary uh, coming out next month, November 15th. When you pre-order it using the link in our description, when you pre-order it and you use promo code CD21, you're going to get 10% off. You're going to enter it into a running for backstage passes at one of the Reawaken America tour events and entered into a, a, uh, the running to meet General Flynn, a $1,000 value. Go to the link in our description, pre-order the Reawakening documentary. Let's go ahead and play that, that shorter uh, trailer right now. I called General Flynn. I said, General Flynn, I feel like God wants us to team up to do a reopen America tour and we get people back to God. And he says, I know. I'm going, you know? We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. I wasn't thinking of the Bill of Rights when we did this. I believe America is supposed to be that shining city on the hill, the beacon of freedom. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You gotta make sure you cover your full face. These vaccines are zero liability. There's so much fake information. It's the David and Goliath thing. Their agenda is not God's agenda. Why will the churches not stand up? I'm trying to save America. I believe we're in the greatest revival in history. So again, go to Reawakening Series, reawakeningseries.com and use promo code CD21 to get 10% off and entered into the running for backstage passes at a Reawaken America tour event and to meet Michael 
Flynn. So I think I think we hit everything today. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. It's crazy. Vindication. We've been saying this for a while, but Anthony Fauci is dead to rights, guilty of perjury. Now it's up to all of us to, to make sure that he gets fired and sent away. So stay tuned for that fax blast coming out later today. And if you haven't already, do sign up for our email newsletter so you can get the fax blast. That link is in, in the description. Join up our with our email newsletter if you haven't already. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, we go live at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you, you, you stay tuned for that. And if you need a little help, you need a reminder, you can text the word freedom to 89517. You'll get added to a text alert system. 89517. Text the word freedom. You, you'll get a text alert before we go to air. Explain what we're talking about that day and the links so, for where and how you can watch it. And as I mentioned, do sign up for our email newsletter if you haven't already. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Thank you for joining us. And remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country isn't over yet. But the only way we win is if we all stamp and fight together.